0: Okay, you guys heard that, right?
1: Yeah, sounds like it was coming from right behind you.
0: Not funny.
1: Guys, get it together. We're trying to do a podcast here.
2: Hey, Luz, welcome back to another episode of the Blue Busters podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing the histories and
1: ghosts of Rolling Hills.
3: It's in New York.
1: I kind of wanted to go here for the longest time, but I'm kind of iffy about it now after I, like, researched and everything.
0: I feel like I asked you a couple times. To
1: okay. go? You did? Yeah. Yeah, you did. But, like, go read the reviews on TripAdvisor. Yeah. When you get a minute.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah, that's all I'm going to say for now. But our cousin Sienna went there and she told me a little bit about it
3: so we can discuss that As well, in a little bit when we get into it. How's everybody's week going? Well,
0: better than the week before.
2: I literally think I had Monday off, and I feel like I've been
1: here for forever. Yeah. (laughs) Monday was my birthday. I forgot about that. Jesus, that seems
3: like it was a year ago.
1: Yeah. I completely (laughs) forgot all about that. Jesus, what the fuck happened this week?
0: <laughs> yeah. We got nothing.
1: Um, Hogwarts Legacy came out on the Switch on Tuesday, and we've been playing that, and that's just low-key a little bit hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> In some parts, it, like,
1: stressed me out a little bit. It's fun, but it's complicated. I thought I was just gonna be exploring Hogwarts.
2: Why well, not? Well,
1: yeah, you are, but... <laughs> <laughs> You're also fighting people too. It's so. Like I just wanted to walk
0: around.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally. I thought it was gonna be like Sims for Hogwarts.
0: It's like I'm going to in a garden and.
1: <laughs> literally.
0: Um, I'm sorry. Side note: I'm checking out these TripAdvisor reviews and <laughs> yeah. <they do. laughs>
1: but Sienna, our cousin, said that okay. So the TripAdvisor review reviews, like. of them were really, really bad in saying that the person who owns Rolling Hills is, like, not a good person
3: Um, and that she's
1: like, like mean and shady. But Sienna said that she was really nice when she went, so I don't know. Maybe people are just being assholes and then getting asshole treatment back. I don't know.
0: Can I read this review? (laughs) Go for it. Okay, this is from Janet. Owner's boyfriend pulled a gun on me said he could kill me because he was military they are absolute lunatics they kicked a friend of mine out for smelling like weed she has never smoked weed they had an old lady and her teen daughter teen granddaughter ticked it for breaking down in front of their building these
1: yeah they're apparently very against i mean this is understandable so i can see where they're coming from but like they're very against um substance use and alcohol and oh, drugs yeah. on the property so if you smell like alcohol or like drugs or anything and they smell it on you, they'll kick you out. Which is understandable because yeah. they don't want to be liable for that. But yeah. before we get into all that stuff, our pre-topic, I thought it would be fun to discuss some of our favorite deaths in the Final Destination series.
3: The tanning
1: bed. Ooh, that's a good one.
3: That's a, That one that's stresses a- me out.
1: I would say, aside from the opening scenes, because the roller coaster is my absolute favorite, but aside from those, I would say the gymnastics one, Oh, that one's which I cool. think is, that's the fifth one, right? That mm-hmm. one's trippy. That pops into my head at random moments, and I'm like, ooh, remember when that happened? Because that girl got fucked up.
0: Um, my fave is the escalator.
1: <laughs> oh, that
0: stresses me out every I, time I get on know the escalator. I'm scared of escalators.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh,
2: I jump off the end of every escalator because of that. Scene. Yeah, the same.
3: Yeah.
1: I like stand there with my pants pulled up a little bit, like <laughs> can't get caught in there. <laughs> I also um, was thinking about, isn't there one where his butthole gets sucked down into the pool drain? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I happens, know, it's right? His it's his he drowned. Well, he it's a combination effect because he like gets sucked down and his butt's stuck <laughs> in the on the drain. And then I think it pulls his intestines out of his he butt. No, like that's disturbing. Not and and I enjoy it when it's like a stop, don't do that kind of thing.
0: I'm trying to remember if I just made this up or is there one where the kid just blows up and then his arm lands on his mom's plate?
1: Yeah, that's the second one.
0: <laughs> oh, that's it's right. the
1: end of the second one. I oh. always forget about the second one. It's not my go-to.
0: I'm trying to the one, the rankings for um the Final Destiny series. And number third is called The Asshole Vacuum, the swimming pool When you were talking about. Oh
3: my God. Ew. <laughs> why <laughs> do I gotta say it like that
0: <laughs> oh the long lawnmower slingshot to the eye socket
1: oh I forgot about that Good one too one. the other one that I was just thinking about was the one where she gets oh. like nail gunned
0: yeah and she's like
1: moving when it's still happening and it really stresses me
0: out oh um and final destination to the prolonged elevator decapitation
3: a that's braid.
1: Oof. that one's brutal.
0: Yeah.
3: Spooky, spook.
0: Yeah.
1: Isn't there a new Final Destination movie coming out?
0: I feel like there is.
1: Like that's a real thing, right? I didn't just make that up.
0: No, I think I think it's like in, like production in the
1: works. I'm yeah. not Final Destination on the cruise ship.
0: Ooh. That would be fun. That would be good. Fun and fresh. I feel like the first one, the kills were a little bit more like realistic. Now that then they got a little, yeah, bit fun.
1: they got a little silly.
0: <laughs>
1: the tone definitely changed over the course of the series. Ooh,
0: the weight machine when he just like gets oh. his head. <laughs> That's a good one too.
1: He looked
3: he deserved it though. Yeah, he was being cocky.
0: He was being a douche.
3: All right, are we ready to get into Rolling Hills officially here? No. Rolling Hills Asylum, located in East Bethany, New York, was established in the winter of 1826.
2: It was originally known as Genesee County Poor Farm, a poor farm being essentially a place to house orphans, disabled or mentally ill individuals, widowed women and their children, and minor criminals. Despite whatever reason one was there, they were all referred to as inmates and they lived in the same areas, meaning that a mother and her children could be living on the same floor as a person who could commit heinous crimes. A heinous crime is not a minor
1: crime. Yeah, but they were like mixed in every, I don't know because it depends on what you consider minor and what you don't consider minor. I considered minor crime you stole from the candy store. Oh, I don't think that's what they were considering, minor crimes. There was an actual
2: farm on the property which was self-sufficient, and the people who lived there were in charge of taking care of the land and animals. There are records of a cemetery being located on the grounds as well, but it has not been found. Many of the burials that took place were
3: in mass unmarked graves, and over time the headstones that were placed have disintegrated into nothingness. In 1828, a stone building was constructed that they attached to the asylum in order to lock up any
2: individuals
3: who were not behaving how they wanted them to. This is where stories of abuse of the facility had started.
2: When the facility was looked into, it came to be known as the worst in the state in regards to how they treated those who lived there. In 1938, an infirmary was built, which is what the triangular-shaped building that is there now was.
3: It is believed that tuberculosis patients were treated there. After that, the building served as a nursing home for a period of time. Rolling Hills was in use until 1974 when it was closed. The remaining residents
2: were transferred to the newer facilities in Botvia, which is about six miles to the east of Bethany. Not much is known about what the facility went through in the following several years, but tours and events were occasionally offered. That is where the current owner, Sharon, first came to know of Rolling Hills. She attended an event in 2008, which we fell in love with the building after having her own paranormal experience there. In 2009, she received a call saying that the building was set to be closed forever, and she decided to buy it in order to preserve the site and its history. She has owned it since and offers a variety of different tours. The cost of tour varies depending on what you decide to do. If you do a guided flashlight tour, it would cost you $39. There are events that they call site holds that could last for three hours, which would cost $40 or six hours, which would cost $70. Self-guided day tours are $25. Or if you really want to get into it, you could do a weekday, four hour quarantine hunt, which would cost you $500, or a weekend, eight hour quarantine hunt, which would cost $1,119. You must sign a waiver before you enter, are advised to dress warmly, and bring your equipment. There are a variety of rules you must follow, including showing up completely sober. You will be turned away if they even suspect you are under the influence. Check in 15 minutes before your schedule time, no open to choose. If you are breathing or have any other health issues, you are advised not to go. And it is recommended for ages 14 and up. Everyone must show a valid ID that includes teenagers. And if you are a teen, you have to show up with your parents. You are also not allowed to record or go live during your event, be- and/or media or evidence to capture is for personal use only. They do not offer any refunds or returns off your tickets under any circumstances and continue away for essentially any reason they see fit. How
0: do you feel about the no recording and stuff like that?
2: I mean, I mean, you can record a says book for personal, for personal use, use, which is kind of confusing. You just to me.
1: can't go live, so that means that you
2: can't yeah.
0: like
1: you can't be paid for. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. You can't so that, make money that, off that, of it. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. I think I misunderstood because I'm slow.
1: Yeah, that is confusing. <laughs> Places say that it's for personal use only. On um, how do you feel about the no refunds? No what? So like the no refunds. Why would you want one if you get well, to like, do it? if you get to go, but what if they turned you away? Like you showed up and for whatever reason, they were like, no, you can't go in. And then they're not offering you a refund. I feel like
0: that. I that's- feel
1: like I might sue them. Cause some people in the reviews were saying that they were, they like showed up and got turned away for whatever reason.
3: And they didn't get their money back for not being able to go through it.
1: According to records, there were over 1,700 deaths at Rolling Hills, but it is suspected that the number is far greater the mass amount of tragedy has led rolling hills to be dubbed the second most haunted location in the united states however that is up to personal opinion however i was googling this because i was trying to see if it was like accurate um all of the like 10 lists that i looked at it was not on there at all really so i'll just let that speak for itself
2: is this quick side note is this the place that has this giant spirit
1: yes there are allegedly several ghosts on the property who have made their presence known. The first spirit is who Emily was talking about. His name is Roy. and life, Roy was the son of a prominent New York banker. He suffered from gigantism, which made him over seven feet tall with enormous feet and hands. His father was embarrassed by his son and sent him to live the asylum at the young age of 12. He remained there until his death at the age of 62. He was known to be a kind-hearted man and enjoyed opera music. Visitors report seeing a giant shadow in the building, and Sharon believes that she even had an encounter with Roy as well when she first acquired the building. She stated that she was in the infirmary and saw a rat. Startled, she screamed and ran out of the room. The next day, she found the rat on the stairwell with its neck broken and blood seeping out of its mouth. On the wall above it was a bloody handprint, which apparently is still there to this day. She believed that Roy saw her terror at the rat and killed it for her, and that showed his purity. Which if I... Can we discuss this for a minute? Because if that happened to me, I would be like, I'm fucking scared. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't be like, that was so nice of you, Roy. I would be like, Roy, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) The spirit of a nurse named Emmy haunts the infirmary and and her old room. It's not me. Aw, it's not me. Many of the patients feared her as she was very cruel and it is believed that she even practiced satanic rituals and witchcraft on some of the patients. Visitors have stated that they could hear cackle-like laughter coming from the infirmary and up in her room, men are targeted. <laughs> Better watch yourself, Bob. She's going to get you.
0: <laughs> Damn.
1: There is another evil entity known as Raymond who, when he was alive, was said to have done some not-so-nice things to some of the little girls who also lived at the asylum.
3: At yeah. a mile.
1: Yeah. Allegedly, he harasses female visitors by touching them and pulling their hair. That's rude. Yeah, it is. On the first floor of the East Wing is a room that is referred to as Patty's room. An elderly patient named Patty lived there, and since she was blind, she would yell out hello day and night to get the attention of the nurses. (laughs) Visitors have caught EVPs of Patty saying hello, and sometimes even hear her whisper as they walk by the room. On the second floor in the men's dormitory is a hallway that is referred to as the shadow hallway. This is where shadow figures are most often seen. They are said to move in and out of the doorways, across the halls, peek out from behind the doors, and even crawl along the floor no no yeah no no the downstairs area is said to be very sinister this is where the psych ward and solitary confinement rooms were iron brackets and shackles that were used to confine residents still hang from the walls some of the people who kept down there weren't even criminals they were just people suffering from mental illnesses
3: Mm.
1: visitors have claimed to feel nauseous in this area and some have even claimed to be hit or pushed while standing in the solitary confinement cells Ghosts of children have made their presence known. Oftentimes the employees will sit in one of the rooms and read to the children and will sometimes get a response back in the form of APPs or moving toys.
3: That's kinda nice.
1: Yeah. Blood curdling screams have been constantly heard throughout the entire building.
3: That's not nice.
1: No. <laughs> Lastly, the morgue is another hot spot in the asylum. A large embalming table, two refrigerators, and a large steel sink still remain in this room. Items are mysteriously moved around down there. Disembodied voices are heard, and some guests have reported being pushed down to the floor.
0: Dang. Rolling Hills has a ton of pop culture. Starting in 2005, the TAPS team from Ghost Hunters visited the asylum. While there, they experienced a few things, including one of the team members feeling something pull on his ear, down in the basement, a heavy metal door shut and trapped Jason down there. A while later, he went back down and the door trapped him again. What's well, stupid? Why'd you go back down there? He right. tried to see what was causing the door to do that, but couldn't find anything. Jason and Grant concluded that there was something going on in the building and determined they would be open to investigating it again. In 2010, the Ghost Adventures team visited. They captured a variety of EVPs, including one that said, Kill Zach, heard screaming and footsteps, I was waiting for Emily to say something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I but It just, like, went over my head.
0: <laughs> um, <clears throat> heard screaming in footsteps. A wheelchair randomly rolled into the room they were in. Zach caught two photographs depicting what appeared to be two tall shadows. Aaron caught a heavy steel door slamming on camera. And Zach felt two hands pushing on his chest. What the fuck's up with this door?
1: <laughs> Zach just needs to relax
0: because yeah.
1: he's... <laughs> <laughs> Everything's
0: happening to him. In 2011, Zach Baggins show Paranormal Challenge did an episode at the building. This show is essentially a challenge where Zach takes two teams to various haunted locations and they compete to see who can gather more paranormal evidence. We should have went on that. Should we Yeah, but not here. (laughs) (laughs) In 2015, there was an episode of Ghost Asylum in which the Tennessee Wraith Chasers visit the location. While there, they made contact with who they assume is Roy feelings of unease in the morgue there was a suit hanging in the room which started swaying back and forth and experienced high emf readings
1: so about the suit yeah um sienna when she went said that she experienced the same thing and she sent me a video of it so i'll send it to you guys i want the suit that's hanging down in the morgue and it starts swinging back and forth she so it's there all when
0: the she time. First went there. It's there all the time. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it just like popped up. She randomly. sent
1: it to us? Yeah, but I just, she sent it to me. She sent it to us when she first went and then she sent it to me again when I was asking her about it the other day. So I just sent it to you guys.
0: Ew. I don't it like It the- very
1: easily be the draft. Yeah. Because yeah. if you look there, that room looks like it's on like a little bit of a slant too. Yeah. Also, there's vents in there. And there's vents and there's people walking in and out.
0: And that's like a lot. Yes, yeah. you know what i mean like that's not just yeah. like a subtle that's like a And it's
1: another, like sweating. another one of the reviews on tripadvisor that i saw said that there was a lot of stuff in there that was like staged and you could
3: tell that it was staged
0: oh yeah is that a light about yeah it's a light yeah i don't know if- but it does look creepy down there yeah it
3: does
0: there was a 2016 episode of ghost adventures aftershocks where zach recounted his experience at Rolling hills in 2017, there was an episode of Haunted USA featuring various locations around New York and Rolling Hills was discussed. Again in 2017, the podcast Two Girls, One Ghost released an episode titled Eternal Patience in which they discussed Rolling Hills. In 2018, Ryan and Shane from BuzzFeed Unsolved Supernatural visited. They made contact with what they think is Roy, caught various voices, and caught moaning noises on the EVP readers. Really? Nothing
2: I i was <laughs> going to start moving,
3: but I just kind of <laughs> not <set>. Quiet
0: tonight. <laughs> in 2020, there was an episode of Destination Fear in which the crew heads to Rolling Hills. Lastly this year, Nick Groff posted a TikTok of a clip from Rolling Hills and stated he was there filming an episode for the upcoming season of his show, Death Walker.
1: So how come that was allowed for him to post a TikTok of him being there filming? Because <laughs> he gets paid for that.
0: Oh, shit. They You're probably right. had
1: a special permission, yeah. Mm. anyways we did find one Reddit experience posted eight years ago by a user named ghost underscore encounters about their visit and they wrote yesterday i went to the infamous rolling hills of sound one of the most haunted locations in the world for a three-hour tour and ghost hunt i went with my mom because she is interested in ghosts too we didn't have any equipment besides our phones and a recording device in my mom's phone besides it was during the daytime too and we only had about an hour and a half to escape After our tour, we walked around and went into the shadow person hallway, a.k.a. the Mal Ward, up on the second floor. When we got into the first room located on the left, there were some toys scattered in one part of the room for children's spirits. As soon as we walked in, a volleyball on the floor slowly rolled towards us and then stopped. It moved roughly a foot or two across the floor. I put it back in its original spot and it did not appear that there were any drafts in that room. I kicked the ball around asking for a spirit to come play with me, but the ball didn't move. I was disappointed because only seconds before I walked into the room, I had turned off my phone and had just turned it back on as we stepped into the room, but was not fast enough to get the camera to record. My mom had her recorder on her phone rolling as I attempted to make contact with any spirits in that room, and I thought that I heard a whistling was upon playback. Next, we headed out into the hallway, and I sat in a wheelchair that is supposed to move by itself. It didn't move for me, but we still had more time to investigate. We headed over to the infirmary part of the building and went into the room where on Ghost Adventures is the door that slammed. I took a look around, but didn't have any experiences there. We didn't have anything really happen in the infirmary, but it was a cool place. We headed up to the organ room where George Fleming is said to have died in, and on the episode of Ghost Adventures, it is where they said that they found blood on the walls and candles and such, where Nick captured the disembodied screen. Hmm. I sat roughly where he sat, but no ghostly activity occurred. However, there was an eerie feeling about the room that I didn't feel in any other room. It was odd, but since we weren't getting any activity, we decided to leave and went downstairs, all the way down to the morgue. In the morgue, there was an autopsy table. I think it was where people claimed that there was a heaviness on their chest when they laid down. I laid on the table and didn't feel anything. There was a suit hanging on a nearby string that if you asked questions about people in the room, the suit would turn in that person's direction. When a few other people entered the morgue, they asked if the suit would turn to my mom and I. It was still and nobody had moved it, and then it slowly turned toward my mom and I, and then stopped. When I was laying on the table, it hadn't moved at all, but now it was turning towards us. Pretty creepy, but I wanted to see more parts of the building and kept moving. We went to the area where on Ghost Hunters, a door supposedly moved towards Jason. I'm not too big of a fan of Ghost Hunters, but this was pretty early on in the show, which is always more credible, but paranormal TV shows are always the subject of debate if they are real or not. We had found the door accidentally looking for the basement tunnels where the spirit of Raymond is said to be. My mom took one look into the room so that she didn't like it and she felt that there were spirits in there. She's not a psychic at all, but she says that she can almost feel the presence of a ghost when she has a heaviness on her chest not like the morgue table where people felt pressure on their chest. This was a heavy feeling that she had. I looked around inside, but I couldn't really feel anything. We went back to the shadow person hallway once more, and as I made my way there, I looked up at the end of the hallway and it looked like a shadowy woman with curly hair and a bun at the back of her head and went into one room. I hurried down the corridor and it looked like the woman had gone into a room where the doors were closed. In the next room over, there were three women trying to communicate with spirits, but none of them looked like what I had seen. Especially since the woman I saw moving across the hallway was completely black. There was another room I believe known as the vortex room, and my mom felt sick in there, but the moment she left, she felt okay again. It was nearing the end of the investigation, so we had to wrap it up. I sat in the wheelchair once more and listened because I thought that I heard creepy squeaking noise next to me. My mom began to leave to go where everyone else was supposed to meet up at the end, and I heard the squeaking begin to follow her down the hallway, so I rushed over and told her. In all, I do think the rolling hills sound is haunted. Hmm.
0: Um, would you guys lay on the morgue table? No. No. <laughs> Greed.
1: Absolutely not. First of I all, I probably couldn't be able yeah. to get my my butt up there.
0: I just Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every time I try to do something and make myself look cool and do something like that, I embarrass myself.
0: <laughs> like, like I wouldn't like do my it. in the woods <laughs> for Abby West's grave. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. All
2: right, ready right, for so my book for Top 10 of the creepiest items at Zach Baggins' Haunted Museum. Ooh. Um, I don't know which order it's going in, but I'm just going to it. Like, That's I don't cool. know if it's at least room. The Dybbuk box. Certainly one of the standout items, whether haunted or not, is the Dybbuk box. A Dybbuk is a malicious spirit said to be able to haunt and possess the living according to Jewish mythology. The Dybbuk box is an object that is said to house a demon containing within it. The Divic Box in question was, in fact, a wine cabinet, and it was originally sold on eBay along with an elaborate horror story from Kenneth Mannis. It is an object that inspired such movies as The Possession and Amazon Hit for Divic Box, The True Story, of Chris Chambers. Whilst there are many skeptics out there that believe it was a unique way of selling this wine cabinet on eBay, others have attributed it to bad luck and weird behaviors. Rapper Post Malone came into contact with the box and experienced extremely bad luck for weeks after his encounter, including a tire blow on a plane while he was during takeoff, forcing his plane to make an emergency landing. Damn. Charles Manson's cremated ashes. When Charles Manson died and his body cremated, some of his followers actually took fragments of his ashes to keep as a memento. This led to such recreations as the Ryan Almighty blood paintings of Manson, in which the eyes are filled with Manson's own cremates. Painted in Ryan's own blood, the artistry has to be appreciated, but the morbidness of the painting with the cremated ashes include makes very unique peace indeed. This very painting is on display, one of few, in fact, at the museum, along with other Charles Manson murderabilia, including a prison-worn outfit, Manson's own TV, and even more ashes in the display case along the Manson Ventures. Dr. Jack Kerbyan Death Van. This Volkswagen 1968 van once belonged to Dr. Jack Kerbyan, also known as Dr. Death. Dr. Death, who died in 2011, lived in this van for periods of life and used this vehicle to carry out over 130 assisted suicides. There are many souls that have been lost in this very van, and t- the display is educational and tastefully done to mark and respect those who passed away. Ted Bundy's glasses. Worn as a disguise from police, these are Ted Bundy's glasses that went up for sale in an auction and were purchased by Baggins for $50,000. The glasses were also used in an investigation into the death of Kimberly Leach, Bundy's youngest victim, age 12. Ed Gein's cauldron. Cannibal and grave robber Ed Gein's very own cauldron used to boil various body parts within. Whilst never admitting he was a cannibal himself, Gein had those around him who suspected him of this disturbing habit. Gein would dig up corpses and use their skin to create furniture around his home and his cauldron would have been used to store body parts and allow, allow the skin to be removed from the bone more easily. The yeah. Devil's rocking chair. A chair linked to a famous investigation by Ed and Lorraine Warren in an item that is set to be one of the discussion in the upcoming Conjuring 3 movie. The rocking chair was on the site of the exorcism of David Glatzel, a boy who was said to have been possessed by a demon. Ed and Lorraine performed an exorcism on the body, but it is said that the demon left the boy's body and entered another person in the room. That person was Shine and Johnson, the man who later was stabbed and killed his landlord. Um, Peggy, the doll. A doll in this picture alone was said to have caused anxiety, heart attacks, and headaches in the resident of the museum. Peggy is treated with extreme respect in the museum. She has her own room in a spirit box that is linked up to the room so guests can interact there if they wish. And finally, the Demon House Staircase. From an intriguing standalone documentary of the same name, the Demon House is an investigation undertaken by Zach and the team at a home in Indiana where a family claims that numerous members of the family had been possessed by a spirit.
1: Oh, wow. That's crazy. Okay. Um, What do you think about Rolling Hills? Uh, I think it could be haunted, but I wouldn't go. I agree. I think it probably is haunted, but I think they probably also play a, a lot of it.
0: Same. After reading those reviews, too.
1: Yeah. Next week, we're talking about The Beast of Latin Blue from North Carolina. Bye.
0: Bye, beauties. What are your thoughts on today's topic? Did we miss anything? We would love to hear from you, so please DM us. Don't forget to give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at boo.busters.podcast. Also, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. While you're at it, tell a friend. Tell them to hop on the Boo Crew Train. (laughs) Choo-choo.
3: Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.
0: Bye.
3: Peace out.